In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, she loves me. Dang it, she loves me not. I didn't discuss this episode with Jeannie. It's going to be an open discussion, and I don't know what's going to happen. E for explicit. <laughs> the podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, the Q-Dog, in the Moran family studio with my lovely wife, Jeannie Moran. Jeannie, say, what's up, mother? <laughs> no, you won't let me say that word. I can say all the other ones, but not that one. Okay, go ahead and say it. No. Exactly. Because I'm not, I ain't holding you restraint. I'll put, look, I will draw an E for exactly explicit for you right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with that being said, this is an odd episode because I don't know exactly what I mean. Oh, great. That should be easy for me. It's going to be easy for you. Probably. Who knows what this episode is going to be like. I'm going to release it How's either way. How's your communication right now? <laughs> yeah, my communication sucks right now. <laughs> With that being said, do not forget our email addresses. You know them. You love them. Jeannie at MVSMPodcast.com. Quincy at MVSMPodcast.com. And uh, go give us, please, I'm asking you, would you please go give us a five-star review and say some kind words about how this show has helped you uh, on whatever platform you listen to so that we can grow this platform and more guys um, have the opportunity to hear what this community has to say so we can build bigger, better, stronger men that become better husbands, better fathers, etc. Fair enough, honey? Sure. Thank you. Man, I just heard Gracie sneezing downstairs, and she's a violent sneezer. <laughs> So here's the here's the show. It's she loves me, she loves me not. How do I figure out what makes her purr? I know automatically your mind is going to go to sex, listener, and probably Jeannie. The reason I ask this question is because there are there there are emails that come in, and this is not particular to any. One listener. I mean, there is a listener right now that we are doing some deep, you know, work with. Mm-hmm. Um, even did a video call with, which we've never done before. But it, I feel like it was helpful for him and for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but emails that are coming in, and it's like it's it's a hot and cold situation where today she loves me and things are going well, and tomorrow. I don't know what it is or the next few days. She's like, she can't stand me. So what goes on with a woman when those things happen? I don't know that because I, in fact, am not a woman. But is is there anything? I know this is open discussion and I'm putting you on the spot, but do you have any thoughts around that? that could help 
the guys, or will this be a three-minute show and we'll shut this off? No, there's a lot of things that factor into that because her internal dialogue may set her mood. And you have nothing to do with that. Mm, okay. Okay. You Teach just me. happen to be on the outside. So if the internal dialogue is not healthy or, um, you know, if, if she's beating herself up over something, it may not be you at all. It might just be that she's trying to process through something and you're not helping the situation. That's a good point because I think my knee-jerk reaction actually in everything is if somebody is not acting what I would call typical or normal, I automatically go to think, what did I do to this person? Mm-hmm. Um, and And it's not necessarily... I mean, I'm not all they think about in their world. I'm sure you, I, I can guarantee, you can confirm this, you do not think about me and my life and all I have going on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. No, that that would probably be nice for you, but no. I don't know if it would be nice for me. <laughs> well. But I know, I know that my mood which I try to have a very strong level of emotional intelligence, but it only takes a few situations to see that I got plenty of opportunity for growth. That's, that is the corporate world's way of saying, you suck at this and you need to get better. That's like the politically correct way mm-hmm. to say, opportunities for growth. And I still have plenty of them because I am such an emotional being. But I know that I make the mistake of thinking that if if you seem distant in the moment or you're not answering my text fast enough or whatever in the past, I've thought, what did I do to make you mad? What I do to piss you off? What have I done? And it's it seems that I'm trying to look at myself. Because if there's a problem, I'm going to do self-reflection quickly to see if there's anything that I can improve upon. But I'm trying to figure out how do I hit the brakes on that and just with an open mind, how do I locate you? Ooh, that takes practice. Um, Because sometimes if I'm processing or... Okay, so we're just going to dissect this from where we're at. Given um, the current situation, Saya's not here anymore. Yes. Um, He made some choices that were um, deal breakers, and so we sent him back to his family. And um, for me, at the time that it happened, I was, A, denying it because I knew, I knew in my gut what was going on. Yeah. But I didn't want to see it because there's so many other things going on right now. I just don't want to deal with that. And, um, unfortunately that was making me chaotic because I was suspicious. I needed proof before I could act. I wanted to deny it. So I didn't want the proof. So I didn't have to act. And at the same time, I'm mom. I just want what's best for you. And I'm going to fight tooth and nail to believe that you're going to do what's best for you. Even though I know based on your own behaviors and choices, 
you don't want what's best for you. Yeah. But I just, I can't give that up. I just can't. And at the time all this was going on, autism was just running rampant without any breaks. Yeah. You know, Bubba is struggling through some things right now, and we don't know, we just don't know where to start. And when he breaks to the point that he's looking to us for help and we've got no answers, we don't even know what the hell is going on. We just know something's off. And it's way off. That's emotionally draining for me. It crushes me because as mom, when they come to you, your instinct is nurture it, fix it, make it better, kiss the owie and move along. Mm -hmm. I do not have that ability with autism. Autism is a beast in and of itself that just, we could be going great for a while and then all of a sudden it rears its ugly head and you're thinking, what the hell? Yeah, an ugly side shows up. And and it's not his fault. It's nothing he's doing wrong, per se. He's not doing anything harmful. It's just he cannot be reached right now. And he had had a major meltdown moment and was crying. And, I mean, he couldn't even figure out what was going on. And he doesn't have the communication skills to tell us what's going on. So we don't know how to fix it. And then Saya's situation landed on top of that yep my internal at that moment was i'm failing at budget which is something that we've been struggling really hard lately to stay on point with and i blew it and i knew i blew it i've got one son who needs me and i don't even know in what capacity Mm -hmm. so i can't fill a need because i don't know what the need is and it guts me Mm mm-hmm And I don't know who to ask for help because no one's been in my shoes before. And then I have another son who I love to death, but he just, for whatever reason, I am not, okay, now don't yell at me for this. This is my internal dialogue and the moment. I am not a good enough mom for him to choose to stay with me and trust that I have his best interest at heart. He would rather take the path that he knows than to take the path that we're offering. And as much as people want to tell you um, it's not rejection when they leave, it's not rejection when they make choices, they're just kids, but it is rejection because he had a choice Mm -hmm. and he chose not me. So, and all of that was going on, my internal that whole time was I'm failing, I'm failing, I'm failing, I'm failing, and I don't know what the to do to fix it and without you stepping in I was willing to let all of that screw with me long enough to say well I'll give him one more shot I'll give him one more knowing full-on knowing he's not going to change it's going to get worse and I'm going to be on pins and needles because of my suspicions and the fact that I cannot trust this person yeah And I need to be on full guard for Hunter because when autism goes off like this, he wanders. He gets random thoughts and he just does shit because it just sounds like a good idea. Yeah. He has no breaks. He has no filter. He has nothing. And when he's emotional like that, we really have to watch him. I can't be split between these two people with suspicion and mistrust and needing to be the protector of the other. I, I can't do both. 
and it took you stepping in to fix that situation so that I could get back on track. Had you not done that, we would be having a very different conversation right now. I don't think I would have come out of my depression so quickly because I was on a spiral really fast. Yeah. And because we know that about me, we know that you have to check where I'm at. So depending on the situation that they're going through, it may not be that she's pissed at you. It may be that she's pissed at herself or she's got something else going on. I was trying to dig myself out of a hole because consciously I know this is not my fault. Mm-hmm. I'm not a shit mom. I know I'm not a shit mom. No way. Not even close. My kids defended me in the situation and rallied around me that yep. whole week because they knew this hurt me. Yeah. And it takes a lot for me to get that hurt. I've got some pretty thick freaking walls. But the girls saw that, and every single one of them rallied around and was like, okay, she's going a direction she doesn't need to go. That made a huge difference. Yeah. Um, but it's not always you that causes the conflict or causes the reaction. Because I was snappy as hell in the beginning. The kids would go to say something and I would snap and it was like, okay, stop. Now, I, we've done this long enough. I can catch myself now. Mm-hmm. But if this is something that is not learned and practiced, and it takes a while to get there. Trust, trust me. It took us a long time to get here. I'm trying to process through all these multiple things and I couldn't do it. So much so I had to... I started getting a panic attack from text messages. It's a text message. They can't touch me. They're not talking to me. They're not in my face. There's nothing going on physically, but my body's response mm-hmm. is to go into panic attack because this is a open wound for me. This is a hurt that that it has an effect whether I want it to or not. So my emotions are raw. My My mindset is not right. I had to come to terms with I need to reach out and have you handle this situation and I need to block these things and put up these boundaries because I know what my mental and emotional health is it doesn't mean that I'm mad at you and I did I snapped at you a few times I know I did we had a few conversations that were a little heated and it wasn't because we were mad at each other it was just emotions are high Mm -hmm. um I would say if if you're trying to figure it out first, stop yourself. Your first reaction, stop it. If it's over a text message, get on a phone. Make a phone call or get in person because a text message gets read out of whatever filter you're thinking of in the moment. Mm-hmm. And for me, just using this this current situation, every text message came as an attack. Not necessarily from you, but just in general. Well, can you do this? No, I can't freaking do this. I've got 50 other things on my plate. Not the person's fault. I just can't do that right now. Yeah. You know, can you meet this person and and do this? Absolutely not. This is a boundary for me that I've got to put into place. But everything was done via text. So I'm pissed 
because I think the person talking to me is demanding shit from me and I'm already pissed. So, you know, I, I've got no, I have no qualms about flipping you off and walking away and it has nothing to do with them. You and I had to have, like, you stopped and made a call to check in to make sure, you know, you were out of state at the time. So it's like, okay, are you okay to handle this situation? No, I'm not. I'm not at all. So we delegated different things to make sure that I could move on with everything else. You've got to know it's not always you. Check in. Your first question to me is always, 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 where's your heart? If I'm struggling and I'm having a rough day and you hear it in my tone or you get a text message from me that seems off, I can almost guarantee you I'm going to get a text that says either A, how can I help you? B, what do you need from me? Or C, how's your heart? Those are the three things that you always bring to me when there seems to be some kind of friction or a distance. Because it's not always you. If it is you, it's, you know, sometimes it's we need to talk about this, but now is not the time. Mm -hmm. Or it's, you know, you said this and it kind of tweaked me and I'm trying to work through why am I pissed about this? Am I supposed to be angry about this? Is this something I should take offense to? Or is this something that we need to discuss? And I need to figure out for myself, why am I butthurt? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's just the honest truth. And if it is something that's really hurtful between the two of us, it's usually a conversation where I need some time. And you have to be willing to give that time. Yeah, both that's, sides. That's the hard part. Because when there's an issue, we want to fix it. We, we want to fix it right away. We don't want stuff to fester. But sometimes, like you said, you choose to be mad. It's true. We do choose to be mad. But we don't choose to be hurt. So you have to give that time to allow for processing through the hurt to get over the anger because I can't always choose to not be mad, especially if I'm hurt. It's, it's a defense. You know, the, the first few days when, when this happened with Cy, I went into shutdown mode. And the girls didn't know what the hell to do with me because I went into shutdown mode. I went into cleaning. I went into eradicating everything I needed to to erase the situation. And then when they heard the worship music come on, that's when everybody started getting really worried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when mom's going to God, we know there's a problem. And it's that's not always the case, but it's just, I'm private about those things. It's not a, a public display. So for those things to be out in the open, they're just like, okay. Yeah. But I think it's not what makes her purr. It's, it's not, um, it's, it's just, it's not always you. It is not always the guy. It is not always that she's pissed at you. There are moments that we are. Sure, and of course. And maybe you did something stupid and she is pissed at you. You're going to have to give her the time to get through that. 
I wouldn't say back away. I, I would still put it out there, you know. I did something stupid. If you need to apologize, get it done so she has something else to process. Because that will go a long way. But um, I don't I don't know if that totally answers your question or not. But it's definitely not. I mean, look at the circumstances around us and the situation and all the different variables going on right now. It would definitely not be you that I'm frustrated with. Well, I can I got a I got an example, you know, that I could use. And and you are answering my question and the question of many of the guys around. You know, guys are generally really logical beings. Mm-hmm. You know, women are generally and I'm not saying every single case is the same, but typically women are much more emotional. Mm-hmm. Guys think in a logical sense, like guy to guy, as barbaric as this might sound, if you have a close friend, man, sometimes you just need to get it out, you know? And you can say things that are crappy to each other, and then a few minutes later, you're cool. In a lot of cases. So, and I'm not I'm not making the case here that we need to treat our wives with kit gloves. Like, they're so fragile that we no. can't... With the goal here is not to upset them. But there's a, there's a lot... It seems that there's a lot of hot and cold going on in relationships. I mean, there's a lot of separation going on in relationships. There's unmet needs. <clears throat> that, that's what a majority of that is, in my opinion. So, and I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't disagree with you. I would not disagree with you. There's infidelity going on in relationships. Um, but the the part I'm looking at is there's just some hot and cold things. And I've experienced it with us where one day you're hot and the next day you're cold. Not in the sense that you don't give me attention. You're just more introverted, if you will, mm-hmm. and quiet. And an example I can give you was the other day when you and one of the girls were kind of going back and forth at each other pretty sharply. And I had to say something about it. Because this particular girl is typically your role dog, (laughs) you know. And y'all don't really, not that you never will, but y'all don't normally go at each other, you know. And especially for this particular situation, I had never... I don't think I've ever seen you respond to her the way I did. And I was like, wait a minute here. And then after that situation, you left for a while, you came back, and you were stone cold quiet. My initial thought was, well, she's pissed at me for calling her out on that, and I probably could have done it better. I wonder what I've done. She must be mad at me. And according to what you told me later, it was not about me or it was about something else and here I am making it about me and like I don't know prejudging the situation and it's like why has this changed and instead of asking you in that moment hey are you good um I just assumed I knew what it was until we talked later Mm -hmm. so I don't know how many other guys are going through that and I'm not saying everybody has the magnitude of what we have going on right now But there is this deal where it's like, you know, today she loves me. Things are good. Tomorrow or like the next day is like, well, the next petal is off the flower. And now she's frustrated 
And it seems like she's mad at me. And then it, the cycle goes again and again. So that's why I use the terminology, how do we locate you? And I know because we've had years and years of training, I know, you know, there's a few needs that to your core that you need to have. You know, you need to feel safe. Mm-hmm. You need to feel like you matter. You need to feel like you are important. And you need to feel loved. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to feel like you're a priority. That's why I come to you with these questions. Say, hey, how's your heart? Now, if you're just in a bad mood because you're in a bad mood, you're actually your own individual human being who can be in a bad mood, and it could have nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. So understand that, guys. I'm not tell- I'm not saying be cold about it and say, oh, it's your own freaking problem, freaking deal with it. But just understand, maybe you make the mistake sometimes that it's like, it's not all about you like I think it's about me. And then, how do you locate your wife to see where she is? And I scratched down a few words. Like, this could be a great buzzword phrase that we could use just to break the ice when somebody, when one of us is irritated. And it's like, are you hurt, frustrated, frazzled, or pissed? That way I can kind of gauge where you are. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? If you're hurt, it's like, okay, how can I help? If you're frustrated, was it me? How can I help? If you're frazzled, that just means you're overwhelmed. Yeah. How can I help? If you're pissed, who do I need to go get? That's like my deal here where I think this will help me in communicating with you because there's a lot on your shoulders right now with my work schedule, what's going on at home, girls graduating, things changing in the house. Autism is so heavy right now. This is just something that I could put into practice. Maybe the guys, the guys could also talk to their wives and talk about this because the main motivation here is to locate you. And to see where are you and how are you doing? Where are you? How is your heart? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and, and that to me is one of the most important things that I can get to the bottom of. In you, if we go back a little bit and you're talking about, you know, the thing that happened with our son who isn't here anymore and how he repeatedly, not, I'm not going to pile on him, he's not here to defend himself but repeatedly violated our trust in house rules, etc. He could have continued hurting me, and I probably would have let it go on for a while. And he crossed the line that I don't let people cross. When he hurt you, axe to the root. I'm done there. I know. I know how much you've done. You've gone above and beyond even what I know that you've done to help an individual, even to help the individual before him. You've had your struggles as a mother. I've had my struggles as a father. But in no way are you a crap mom. No. No. So that situation ended so abruptly because I saw, I saw the despair 
and the pain in your eyes. And nobody's safe when I see that look in your eyes. Nobody is safe. I'm just telling you. Because I ain't going to have it. If I'm the cause of it, I'm not safe for me. <laughs> but if anybody else causes that, they're not safe. They just not. Because you have your moments of being rigid. I do too. But you have the greatest heart that I have ever encountered in my life. And I'll, I will go to the gates of hell, so to speak, to defend that, that heart and make sure that it's healthy and happy. I want you purring, not just during. I knew you were going to go there. Not just, <laughs> hey, not just during the boom, boom time. Mm -hmm. What Do we even have a phrase for sex anymore? We have several, but that's a whole other topic. It is another topic, but aside from our sexual intimacy, which I want you purring constantly, I want you purring in life as much as as I can have to do with because yeah. it's not my job to fix you it's not your job to fix me but I do appreciate how you've helped put me back together and you know can only assume that you appreciate the same well, I know part of this was because we've had people who are saying you know there's distance in the relationship or you know like you said, there has been some infidelity and some that are just struggling trying to fight to keep their marriage together and it seems like it's one-sided. It's not always you. It's not. You can't own what someone else is feeling. Unless you know for a fact you did something stupid or you hurt somebody, it's not yours to own. And if the communication isn't there, you don't know what you're owning. You right. don't you don't know what you're supposed to do or what your part is. If a need is not being met, we're human. We look to satisfy that need. And I'm not just talking about going out and having sex with someone else if it's not working at home. There are all kinds of needs that are not met mm -hmm. on a daily. You know, I'm an emotional creature. I hate it about myself because I have no control over it right now. That makes me feel weak. I know I'm not weak. I know my emotions are actually my strength overextended from time to time. But I don't like being emotional because then it means I have to figure out where my control is. That can leak over onto you because I'm frustrated with me. Yeah. And how I'm responding to things or how I'm feeling about things. I don't want to let something fester. I want to deal with it, cut it off at the root, and move on. But that's not always the case. Deep hurts take time to heal. It doesn't mean that we don't come back and put more ointment over the top of it and try to make things better for a little while. The, all these things that, that are coming in now... Y'all are trying to make her purr, but go back. What's missing? What happened? Is there a hurt? Is there a resentment? Is she going through? Dude, I'm in my 40s. I am thankful. I have not hit that ugly wall that everybody says, oh, you're going to start. You're going to start having all these issues because of menopause and whatnot. 
No, we ain't there yet. I'm rebuking that crap. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. But the stage of life that we're in, there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of weight. None of it's your fault. You might get the brunt of it because you're the closest person to me. But at the same time, take that into consideration. My husband is the closest person to me, knows me better than anybody else. Good, bad, ugly, you've been through all of it. So if I fall apart and I'm an emotional wreck, I'm safe to do so. Mm-hmm. If that's not there, that's where the breakdown is. Because if you don't feel safe enough to fall apart, to be emotional, to let shit just happen, then she's trying to do it herself. Now your internal dialogue is constantly running. Then there's no other voice that's going to penetrate that because you're doing it yourself. I can't rely on you. I have to do this myself. I can't come to you because you won't understand it. Or maybe you won't hear it. Maybe I've tried to tell you and you're not hearing me. Same on the guy's side. If you're trying to deal with something and you don't feel safe talking to me or being vulnerable with me, you're not going to tell me. Right. I mean, we did this for 10 years. You didn't tell me jack shit about what was going on with you. I had no clue. We were playing a guessing game. And we were guessing wrong because we were throwing darts at each other big time. Until Rita came in and said, "Mm, sounds like we need to get to the bottom. And once we did and we discovered, yeah, there's resentment. Yeah, there's hurt. There's loneliness. There's pain. There's frustration. There's anger. You got to dig that shit out from the root. Mm -hmm. But we didn't know we had it. We had gotten so accustomed to I do for me, you do for you. And every once in a while, we'll take care of each other and. We'll keep going. You were living your life. I was living mine. That's where the issue lies. It's not about making her purr all the time necessarily. It's not about making sure that that you do everything right for her. Mm -hmm. It's about understanding each other enough. Being free enough with one another to fall apart. Have the hard talks. Blow up if you have to and still be able to say, okay, now I know where we're at. What do we do from here? Yeah. How do I help you get through this? What do you need from me? What's my part in this situation? Sometimes it's just as simple as calling you and saying, I just need my spot. I don't need you to do nothing. I just need my spot. Yeah. Holding me sometimes is just enough. It's it's like grounding me to reality. I got all these other things going on around me. And, you know, especially in the last couple of weeks with, with Bubba being so off. It's like, I just need to know that I'm okay. I can give him anything. But if my tank is empty, dude, I can't give him anything. Right. And sometimes I just need to be held and fall apart. I hate it. I get pissed when I do it. It's my own 
filter to see things through. It's what I learned. Well, it makes me feel like a man to know that, you know, my arms, my embrace, that place on my chest makes you feel safe. Yeah. That builds me as a man. Like, I feel like a man because mm-hmm. I'm taking care of my woman. Yep. And um, I think all of this also kind of circles around you've got to know what your wife's needs are. So we've got some episodes that kind of work you through that, understanding what your wife's needs are. But that's it for this particular open discussion. I love these open discussions, and I'd really like to know what you think about them um, as our listeners. Because uh, your feedback, man, it's really appreciated. It is great to hear from you guys, too, and start building you know, a relationship and some rapport with each of you. So... Don't forget the uh, email address, Jeannie, J-E-A-N-N-E, at MVSMpodcast.com, and Quincy, Q-U-I-N-C-Y, at MVSMpodcast.com. For Jeannie Moran, I am Quincy Moran, and this is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself. It's possible. This is Man vs. Mary, the podcast.